makes me panic Go and see not Percocet Why he tryna act all tough and shit like he a threat Smoking on a pack, you know this not no cigarette How'd you fall in love already? No, I swear that we just met Can't nobody fuck with me, no, they fuck with MBB My diamonds wetter than a sin Chop, I came with magazine You chop, I finna fucking blow My diamonds colder than the snow Don't give a fuck about what you want I really did this on my own Hit it, then I passed the bro I really got the game a hold They gave me 20 for the show Yo, MBP Glock, welcome to the Tom Bomb Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Uh, first thing I want to ask you, if you could just let everybody know where you're from and how it was growing up in your area. Yeah, so I was born in uh, Cairo, Egypt. Uh, right now I live in uh, West Covina, California. Um, growing up in Egypt, it, it was like a small community. Uh, you kind of know everyone around you, but see, I lived in like like far away from the city from the main Cairo and yeah I just knew like my whole neighborhood knew me and I knew them and when I moved away from Egypt like they all knew oh he left you know can you hear me bro yeah 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 oh you were lagging out you're good um yeah no that's dope so how old were you when you came to the U.S. Uh, so I was nine years old uh, I moved in 2015 Okay, perfect. Um, so how was it growing up there, like music wise, like music wise? Yeah, you hear a lot of um Arabic trap, like Arabic trap music. I I like to imagine it like think of like future, but Arabic and all the trap artists kind of sound like that, and they all keep the same cadence. And so I definitely picked up some influence from that in my. You could hear that in my music today too. Yeah, that's dope. Um. So for the Arabic trap, right? I'm just curious, and I'm sure people watching this, especially in the U.S., would be curious. Um, do they have like big artists like we have here? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I w- uh, the one big artist is uh, Muhammad Ramadan. The uh, a lot of people say he's like the Drake of Egypt, sorta. He's like he he pulls crazy numbers considering he's an international artist. Um, that's really it though. He it's uh I think of it as like a monopoly. He's kind of taken over the whole game right now. He's not even leaving space for a lot of artists. But yeah, he he's dope though. He's cool. Yeah, that's crazy how someone could be so big like somewhere and then like somewhere else somebody has no idea where they are. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, so that this you're probably the first person that I've interviewed like not besides like from the US, Canada. So I'm curious, like when you come over, right? um when does the idea pop in your head to to start making hip-hop music right so um for context my mom used to be a musician back in egypt uh she made like like christian like like gospel music sort of so uh that definitely um like got the idea of music in my head and you gotta like uh, realize that i came to america during that like that soundcloud era sound 2016 yeah. to like 2018 so i was listening to a lot of that and i picked up a lot of my english from that like i'm even like i'm self-taught in english so um like i taught myself using like that, that music so that obviously pushed me towards writing and like making music like especially yeah. hip-hop yeah yeah talk about um so you were nine you were still pretty young but talk about just the culture shock from going to egypt to california yeah so um People, so in Egypt, people are a lot more, um, like, it's a small thing, but people are a lot more polite in Egypt, in Egypt. Um, 
here it's like everyone kind of goes on with their life without getting themselves involved in other people's lives yeah. but in Egypt's not like that everyone's involved everyone like I like to compare it to um if if somebody broke their leg in Egypt uh, like you'd have like half the neighborhood helping them up and like taking them to the hospital or whatever here if uh, you just call the ambulance and then they get charged like five thousand dollars and yeah yeah or people would walk past you <laughs> yeah people walk past you or like record yeah so i'm curious to know so uh who would you say your influences are for making your music so um i'm not gonna be like other artists because i'm pretty young myself uh, a lot of artists will say like oh like some some of like the old hip-hop but to be honest, um, some of my biggest influences would have to be people like Uzi, Cardi, really the whole opium scene, um, Autumn, Osama-san, uh, and also if like a little bit back, like Speaker Knockers, people definitely sleep on Speaker Knockers, but he definitely started that legend, word. Like, yeah, legend, yeah, legend before his time. Yeah, he died too way too young, and it wasn't even like from like, it wasn't even from like a gunshot wound or anything, he had a heart attack and yeah just unfortunate um yeah. situation yeah the whole opium uh movement cardi you know destroy lonely ken carson they're, they're really like influencing a whole generation that's younger than me like people in their yeah. uh you know late teens and 20s that's kind of their new wave and when i was coming up it was more like you know little wayne's hot run and then yeah. into uzi but now it's past that now yeah of course yeah. um so obviously you're an independent artist um talk about um just some of you know your your struggles when you started out making music like what and talk about the confidence um that you had to have you know coming over from a different country learning the language obviously and then yeah. having the confidence to drop you know american hip-hop music online because once you drop that online anyone you've ever known can look at it they can say whatever they want about it so talk about that yeah so uh, I'll start off with like the struggles of being an independent artist. Uh, people don't realize. So I started making music around 2019, 2020. And that's when you didn't really have BandLab and those accessible, like, you know, so you had to really like adapt and learn with uh, like tools that are harder to use, like um, like Pro, uh, like Logic Pro X, uh, FL Studio. And, you know, it's hard to do that when you're teaching yourself and you don't have a label to back you and to pay for your studio sessions and to distribute all your music. But now, obviously, it's a lot easier as an independent artist now that you have things like BandLab and like DistroKid. Um, I do think it's still pretty hard, though, but it's easier, definitely. And see, uh, I got the confidence to drop music. So I, I never really cared what people like what my social like social media image was. So I could I sort of just started dropping music as a joke. And then when I started taking it serious, I was thinking of doing Arabic music. But then I realized that the market for American hip hop music specifically is so big, so much bigger. It would not make any sense for me to drop like Arabic hip hop music, especially now that I live in California. So, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to ask you next. <clears throat> if you ever um, had that thought to do the Arabic hip hop. Yeah, I for sure did, because I speak I speak fluent Arabic. And so do my parents and so does my whole family. You know, most of my family lives back in Egypt. So it's not like I can't get into that market, but it's just like the market here is so much bigger. There's so much more money to be made. So many shows to be performing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, Was there a transition? Like when you first started doing this, like 
Um, did your family have a problem with you moving into American hip hop music or was it, they just let you do whatever? No, no, my family has always supported me. Uh, I, you know, thankfully I have good parents, good siblings. So my mom, since she was in the music industry, she pushed me towards making music, even though she was kind of fucked over by like by the music industry over back in Egypt. Yeah. But um, like she pushed me towards making music. And my dad never had a problem with me. He always supported me. You know, if I ever needed anything, I could borrow money from him, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. So I discovered you through your song, uh, 150K. And then I, I, you know, I started going through your discography. You've been uh, uploading to socials since at least 2001. Um, you have four singles out this year already, 2023. Um, talk about your work ethic so far. You already have four singles out. Um, what's the goal for, you know, we're coming up on 2024. What's your goal for like the fourth quarter of this year? So 2023... I've been taking it easy in terms of dropping music, but it's not like I'm working. I'm not working behind the scenes. I have over like 300 unreleased songs in the vault. So yeah, I'm making music. I'm just adapting on my sound before I release. And, you know, the goal's always been to uh, find the sound for me, at least until recently. And I think with this, I'm dropping an album on October 31st. Th this solidifies my sound. This is what my music's going to sound from further on, at least in, at least 2024. Um, if you listen back to some of my old discography, um, my recent song backup sounds so much different than anything I've ever released before. Yeah, I was like, gonna say that. I think that's your best song so far. Yeah, so I think I really found my sound. That song was supposed to be on the album, but I released it early to sort of give everyone like a sneak peek of what the album is gonna sound like. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna ask you too, right? Yeah. Um, because that's a, what a lot of fans look for, right? You have singles. They're looking. I know you have one EP out. Um. But then everyone's like, oh, when's that album coming? Right. So um, talk about your process going into an album. Like, do you, have you released the name of it yet? Yeah, uh, it's Live to Die. Live to Die. Okay. Yeah, so what's your process going into the album, right? Um, are you more of like a, you want the fan to listen from track one to track 10 in order? Or are you kind of like just putting your hottest shit on there, like a playlist? Like, uh, right. what's your strategy and how'd you come up with the name? So um, my whole thing with the album is it's sort of a mix. So as I said, I have a lot of unreleased music. So I sat down with like some of my friends that also make music and we listened to some of those unreleased songs and we decided those seven songs are going to be the best on the album. And this album is like really short. It's 12 minutes long. And the whole point behind that oh, album. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The whole point behind that album is short music gets a lot of replay value right i, I know especially now yeah. yeah i know my value i know what i am as an artist i know that releasing a 40 minute album would be a waste of time and resources for me it would yeah yeah 12 minute album makes sense um you could just listen to it over and over again um uh, this album the whole point of this album was to really like okay this is my sound now i'm going to keep making music like this until i decide to change my sound again uh live to die the whole like that name comes from this idea of there's no point in living like there's no point in living afraid to die it's there's no point in living in fear right you gotta just live your life out until you die that's really it yeah no i agree with that concept and i actually like your strategy right because i think a lot of underground artists have the wrong idea like 
oh, I'll drop a 10, 15 song album. You know, that's what I'm supposed to do. But if, if you don't have a, I would say, at least a loyal or big enough fan base yet, it is a lot of waste of resources or maybe other songs that you put on other EPs or just drop as a single and see how it does. Um, especially, you know, TikTok nowadays, everything's now, now, now. So I think that perfect strategy for you. I think a lot of other other underground artists should use that strategy. Um, I think that's actually great that, you know, you realize that in the position that you're in. Um, so a lot of people might see this, right? Never heard of you. Um, might, they're going to go, you know, check you out um, by seeing this. Why should people go listen to your music? My music, I think it's a good representation of the underground scene right now. Uh, my music, it's not like it replicates the underground scene. It takes the underground sound and it adds a little spin to it, right? Like, as you hear on Backup, it's like, if you can hear the tags at the beginning of the song, it's so different. You don't hear that anywhere else, right? I think that I have a message to put out there and I'm really trying to put it out there with my music. And if you're interested in trying to understand what my message is, listen to my music. And also another thing is like, I use my music as a way to um, like explore emotions, like different emotions. Uh, you see me talk a lot about guns, drugs, all that sort of stuff. And that's, it's not like I'm living that life out. These are emotions, like inside emotions being let out on the song, right? Like. If I'm pissed, I'm going to record a song about it. I'm not going to go act on it. And I think my music also helps people sort of live, like live that way. If you're pissed, listen to one of my songs, you know, don't, if you're sad, listen to one of my songs. Don't go pop pills, touch shit, you know? <clears throat> yeah, no. Yeah. That's obvious and a, a great message. Um, Where do you see your career? Let's say a year from today. A year from today. I see me, I'm not going to have unrealistic goals, right? I see me hopefully getting some some shows in, um, hopefully a couple thousand followers, a couple thousand monthly listeners. Um, I really, this is a really weird goal that I've had since I started making music. I want to have a TikTok song. I don't care if it blows up and then I fall off after. I just want to have a TikTok song, you know? Cause oh, you want I like a viral TikTok song? Yeah, yeah. Because I grew up with Musical.ly, right? Like in 2015, yeah. 2016. And then I stayed with TikTok. And it seems like, you know, people who blow up the one song, they get the money out of it. They don't have to sign to a major record deal. And then a lot of people, including me, I don't like the idea of fame, like people knowing what I'm doing and what, like how I'm living every day. So I'm okay with falling off right after the TikTok song. Like if I make a quick <laughs> bag off of it and I influence somebody with one song and I have a couple thousand loyal fans, I'm okay. Um, That's, that's my goal. Yeah, I think... um. That's important to realize, right? Um, I think a loyal fan base, even if the number's small, is more important than, you know, random numbers on a YouTube video. Um, if you get a few thousand people, you know, listen to everything you put out, support you, go see you if you play a show, buy your merch, you can live off that money. Yeah. So I ask everyone this question, no matter how famous the artist, no matter how underground, um, if you could have three dream features from any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Man, what a question. Um, and not, It doesn't have to be like on one song, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaker Knockers. Fire, actually. Yeah, Speaker Knockers. Um, J. Cole. 
I actually did my English final last year on J. Cole. It's pretty cool. Hope yeah, my English teacher sees this. Yeah. It's my and probably pre-anti-Semitism Kanye. Like before he was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I love that list. I love that um you mentioned speaker knockers, right? Because um he's influenced so many people, like a lot of people, and I don't think he gets enough credit publicly. Yeah. So um what's next for you right like <clears throat> obviously the album's coming up um what else can fans expect from you what can people uh look forward to who find you through this and go check you out so after this album comes out i have a really short 50 second song on the way after the album it was supposed to be released way before but then i had some problems with the feature we hashed it out but it's still not on the song i don't think it's a really good song it's really different you'll never hear it anywhere else it doesn't even sound like the album really so that's coming on the way if you want to check it out uh, the goal from that song is not to get big i just want to get it out there and then hopefully after that i'm gonna just keep working on my sound keep adapting with the current sound and then we'll see maybe an album maybe an ep maybe a couple singles we'll see yeah um I really enjoyed your music, bro. Um, I know when I first talked to you, you sent me those three songs. Uh, like I said, 150K is how, you know, I first heard of you. And then um, the other two obviously were great. Um, let everybody know uh, before we get out of here where they can find your music. Um, if you want to just spell out your artist name and give them your social medias. And also um, the mic's yours after that, bro. Yeah. So uh, you can find my music on all platforms. Uh, Spotify. Uh, Apple Music is all the same NBB Glock and if you want to find my Instagram it's John underscore Habibi that's H-A-B-I-B-I -B -I, and then two underscores after that um, yeah, and my email is johnbiscalis at gmail.com if any labels want to hit me up you feel me if anyone sees this and wants to hit me up for features anything like that I charge super cheap I promise uh, yeah that's that's it man yeah, and uh, any last messages to, you know, your fans, your supporters, or anyone who's going to discover you through this? Um, You know what, man? I don't care if you love my music or not. Okay, that, that came off wrong. I do care if you love my music or not. But if you don't, that's okay. I'll, I'll live my life past it. If you do, I hope you get something out of it, whether it be positive message or even a negative message i'd rather have a negative message than like no message than no message at all you know it's just it's, it's it's up to you man do whatever you want with my music take it into your life let it affect let it affect your life the way you want to yeah just at least give it a try though go check yeah, it out for sure check it out i need those streams yeah yeah so um we're definitely looking forward to the album on the 31st bro um we'll obviously uh i'll gladly post it up for you um, it's been great getting to know you. I know uh, you're local to where I am. So, yeah. you know, if I get any opportunities in the city or I know sometimes they're looking for artists to open, uh, I'll definitely give you a call. And um, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, bro. Anything I can do for you personally, let me know. You got Thank my you, number. Man. Um, Thank you, man. You've been supporting me those last couple of days. I, I really appreciate you, man. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Uh, be safe. And like I said, if you need anything, bro, contact me sure. or my team. We'll help you out. And uh, be safe. I'm going to 